raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. saying your name, but really I mean to say it's the Amanda Seals Show. It is, it is. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. It's Thursday, July 13th. Mm-hmm. It is National Embrace Your Geekness Day. What do I got to do to get a day? Like, I feel like people just petition and they get a day. I don't think it takes that much work, honestly. I think you just say it's your day. I mean, it's obviously my day because mm-hmm. as you can see behind me, Star Wars and Star Trek figurines right, and right. things of the, of the like. I mean, honestly, if you have Canva, you can make a graphic and be like, today is National Blank Day. Insert said name. Right. Okay. And then it becomes on, becomes on the radio. We talk about it. Whole thing. Whole shebang. Got it. All right. Well, that's that. Uh, also, shout out to us. We made it to the blog. The blog. So Jeremiah, did we make it to the blogs for our thoughtful commentary <laughs> on, pol- on po- politics and how it affects black folks in America? Um, not this time around. Did we make it to the blogs for our like really uh, focused and um, compassionate way that we look at the people of the world and how they deserve to be seen and not othered? Not quite. Not quite. Did we make? Oh, oh, did we make it to the blogs for our just consistent hilariousness and ability to apply humor to any situation, regardless of its gravitas? I'm not quite. Not this time either. Oh, what we, what we made the blog for? <laughs> well, we made the blogs because people were really interested in your hot take about Kiki Palmer's baby's father slash partner and how he and according to you, his brother are both two cornballs in a pod. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you know people love a little a little sensational, don't they? Tagline. They love a sensational tagline. Well, I guess if you're gonna make it to the blogs, make it for the truth, mm-hmm. and that's really what matters. So, yeah. but today we always talk the truth every day. But Thursdays we get to like really expound on it because it is a group chat Thursday. It is. It is. What are some of the things we're gonna be discussing? Today we're going to talk about a record share of Americans who are now living alone. We're going to talk about why. Like, it's a whole study. They do studies for a lot of things. They really do. It's like, I'm going to do a study. To what end? There is no end. As long as there's the internet, we're going to need studies to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, with the perks (laughs) and downfalls of living alone, um, we're going to talk about just these corporations versus the people, Amanda. I don't know if you've seen. People are striking. It struck. It struck. It's up, it's up, it's up, and it's struck. <laughs> yes. So we're going to talk about that as well, plus unserious generational curses. A lot. Six second headlines. I have my most likely to today, Amanda. You do. I still show superlative yes. for every group chat. Um, Thursday, like I said, this first hour, we're going to talk about these single folks in this house and how they live in and why they're living. I like how you talk about it like it's not referring to you. <laughs> <It's me. laughs> but I'm not the sole reason why. I'm not, I don't fit the demographic. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Well, then that will make folks stick around because mm-hmm. they want to know who does fit in the demographic. Well, we're going to get into all of that on a group chat Thursday. Remember to pick up the phone and give us a call. We actually wanted to talk to you all about Essence Magazine, but guess what? None of y'all cared enough to call. Is that a sign? Is that I a- don't know, but I feel like it's an indicator. Uh, that was kind of surprising to me. That being said, it is never a surprise to me, though, when you do pick up the phone because I know y'all love to talk to us and we love to talk to you. So give us a call. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. You know, Friday is uh, Things I Learned This Week. So I would love for you to give us a call and tell us about something that you learned this week. All right, don't go anywhere it's time to listen laugh and learn right here on the amanda seals show what's up y'all it's the amanda seals show i'm amanda seals i'm jeremiah like the bible it's time to get into some group chat let's do it so our first group chat for today is amanda did you know that 30 percent of american household consists of one person and it's a record high a record high across much of the world large numbers of people are living alone but for the first time in recorded history so experts like eric klingberg a sociologist at new york university said It's a stunning social change. I came to see it as the biggest demographic change in the last century that we failed to recognize and take seriously. So single person households have more than tripled since 1940. It's a long time. The U.S. Census shows that solitaries are made up 8% of all households in 1940. The share of solo households has doubled to 18% in 1970 and more than tripled to an estimated 29% in 2022. And surprisingly, the rise of single-personship household is about women entering the workforce, Amanda, and achieving economic self-sufficiency. The share of adult women participating in the labor force reached 50% around 1980, and it's higher today. Of course it is. And don't nobody want to have to put up with the BS (laughs) if they don't have to. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. You know what a lot of people don't understand? They say things like, you know, it's not like the good old days with our grandparents. Our grandparents were stuck in the house. They wasn't there because they wanted to be. Well, okay, I'm not going to speak for everybody. But I mean, I think there's a lot of stories, though, when people like actually talk to their grandparents Mm -hmm. and they'll be like, I mean, (laughs) I didn't like that man. Or you like, I grew to love him. Right. Well, I know, you know, I know a lot of I have a few, not a lot, but I have like at least three friends whose parents divorced in their 60s. Oh, now they got that money. They like, I could leave. Well, they're just like, I, it's almost like they had an awakening of mm-hmm. like, I I don't have to be in this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more so not about their age, but about the fact of the age that we're in yes. as a society where we're really empowering folks to just not stay where they don't want to be. You know how messed up it is to be like 60? I don't want to get you no more. I know we've been together 30 years, but I can't take a 31 <laughs> I can't take 31. That's crazy. No, I, I think this is actually a, a, a good thing in a way. I think that the idea of women having their own autonomy to be able to live alone mm-hmm. is a great thing. Like, And at this point, you see the conversations now about like women just having higher standards. In order to like move in with you and start this life, you got to come to the table with something. And you got to stay at the table with something. Because that's the thing. People be coming to the table Mm -hmm. and then they be like, all right, now, all right, I'm going to just, they start watching shit at the table, sleeping at the table, kicking their feet up on the table. You'd be like, ah, ah, ah. Let's keep it together. It's still my table. It's well, and it's still our table. Like we need to respect this space Mm -hmm. consistently. So Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, I love anything that really shows growth in women's capabilities to make decisions for themselves. I was actually very like kind of surprised at how many women like 
in the melee of the Kiki Palmer and her child's father situation, mm-hmm. we're like really on some like, even if he da 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 da, like you need to stay together for your family. Like y'all, y'all need to stop trying to tell her to break up her family. Like, and I'm just like, so there's no accountability for the right. person. Right. And, and then I- it, it let me know like, oh, y'all are still in this thing. Mm-hmm. Also, we see a lot of times people stand together for the kids don't be working either. And not necessarily in Kiki's situation, in any situation where you like, stay together for the kid. The kid know that y'all don't like each other either. So what are we doing? Family photos, field days. I think there's exceptions, right? Like mm-hmm. there's certain kids who just respond differently. Mm-hmm. Like some kids do not never get over divorce. So you may need right. to stay together for the kids. Well, I think also people coincide. Wait, but I was also going to say some people are also terrible liars and fakers. <laughs> if you're not a good liar and faker, don't stay together for the kids. Don't do it. But I think people also equate being together as being co-parents. You could be great co-parents and not be together. You could be together and be terrible parents in the same household. 1,000%. So I think people need to stop making that, uh, mixing those two things up. I was going to say, you could just stop it. People need to stop. (laughs) Just stop. Everybody stop. (laughs) Everybody stop. Collaborate and listen. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious, Amanda, you know, you've lived alone. I currently live alone. What are the perks and the downfalls of living alone? Like this new study, we had a high rate of people by themselves. Some good stuff, some bad stuff, a lot of stuff. We'll get into it when we get back. All right, let's do it. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremy Like the Bible. We're here on a group chat Thursday. Mm-hmm. We're talking about living alone. Yes, because a new study showed that 30% of American households consist of one person. And apparently it's a record high. <laughs> Who knew? And that must mean <laughs> that people are enjoying it. Yes, yes. But yeah, there are some perks to living alone, Amanda. But there are also some downsides. So what are some of the perks of living alone, you think? Perks of living alone, you don't... It's, just, it's like perks of vacationing alone. <laughs> you don't got to... You don't got to ask nobody nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, unless, of course, you're like in an apartment, you know, or some type of thing where you have to like right. speak to a landlord. But it's like you don't have you, you don't have to exercise deference. Like I remember like when Devon and I moved in, like both of us had to like adjust mm-hmm. in certain ways about like, oh, like there's another person here. Like yes. I can't just do this thing that I'm used to just doing whenever I want to do it. Right. Um, and I think living alone, you have like that perk. I think the other thing about living alone is that you really do learn how to handle things. Like you grow your independence, you grow your autonomy, you grow your, um, your resilience. And I think that's something that is really important, particularly in this day and age where I see so many people kind of like looking for outside validation when you buy yourself, like you got to figure it out. Just you, you yourself and I, what about you? I mean, I think, one of the things I love is the fact you just do everything how you want to do it. So the same. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, and, and down to like even just like decor, your style, yeah. you can do your style, where you put your cups in the cabinet. I remember when I had my first apartment in Texas, my parents came to visit me. And my mom was trying to like ask me why stuff was, why certain pl- things were in certain places. I'm like, because they are. That's where the, that's where the cups go. That's where the plates go. I understand you have a certain way, but you ain't at your house no more. This is my house. Does it make sense? I don't know. But this is where I put the plates today. So they go stay there. Where were the plates? I mean, they weren't like in a weird place. They were just like on the, were like over by like my stove or something. They were somewhere like, it wasn't weird, but she was like, why are they here? Because I put them there. And I think also with your parents, they come to your first space. They're kind of like, why is the rug this way? Why is it? I'm like, because of this. Just relax. Just relax. Do I come to your house and try to regulate? I just feel like, you know, 
when you are getting into your first space by yourself, like that's what you're supposed to do. Yes. Spread out. Mm -hmm. Do what you want to mm -hmm. do and live in color. And I think it gives you your first, um, you're able to build your taste. Yes. Yeah, so like when I first into my, when I moved into my uh, first apartment in New York, I decided I was very, very committed to painting the living room orange. I okay. was like... <laughs> adamant about this so much so that when I moved into the second apartment I painted the living room orange again and I orange. went through like a really like traumatic moment and I remember sitting on the couch in the orange room being like why am I having so much trouble like moving past like moving through this and then I looked around I was like because you're in hell <laughs> <laughs> These are the orange flames of hell. Like, that's why. <laughs> orange is one of them colors. Like, it's a very distinct color. Like, like it's a choice. It's a choice. And so I, uh, I Googled what are like serenity colors. Mm. And so I like had a, like a paint party and my friends came over and we all painted it light blue. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I like that. But some of the downsides of living by yourself are that you got to invite all your friends over to, to, to do a paint party. Yes. Like there's like certain stuff that you just can't do by yourself. I mean, I have hurt myself. Like trying to move furniture and trying to lift things that I had no business lifting. I mean, I haven't hurt myself. I definitely have broken things trying to... Mm. I tried to move a dresser and the legs broke off. I said, <laughs> that didn't go as planned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, so you have to do everything yourself. Like, you have to clean every room. You have to wash all the dishes. Like, everything that it takes the run out of home, it's all on you. So you have to do it in the conjunction with everything else you have to do in your life. You gotta go to work and it's like, oh, dang, I forgot to take the garbage. Oh, I didn't pick up tissue. We needed tissue. Like, it's all these things. <laughs> and you always need something in the house. It's never everything is there. You go to the uh, kitchen, no papers house. I no mean, like I'm a cancer. I think, I don't know if it's, that. this is actually I'm not sure about with astrology, but I know, like, I love my home. I do too. And so the biggest thing, though, to me, like, is the one you said about decor. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think I could be with anybody who has like a definitive decor style. We not, it's not going to work. Like, like Devon is a minimalist. minimalist. <laughs> he is, but it's like, that's your space over there to be minimal. In. I don't think he really like cares, cares about like yeah. mac my maximalism, but like some people would be, would feel like mm. oh, I'm just invaded. I have a friend like that. They're like, I'm a minimalist. Like I like everything, like just minimal. I'm like, okay. I like colors. I like my house to be. I don't think I'm not a maximalist, but I think I, I like eclectic styles and things that are. I want to be fun. engaged everywhere I turn my head. Mm. I mean, <laughs> such is your home. Such is your home. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Thank beautiful. you. Thank you very much. But you know, there are ups and downs to living alone, whether you got the money or not. You got to choose your own decor. You get to um, get your own toilet tissue. But this is sustainable, Amanda, in this economy. Prices going up, inflation going up. Oh, I have a story about that. We go talk about it then. All right, keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show, y'all. It's a group chat Thursday. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba da ba ba ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. Hey, everybody. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. It's a group chat Thursday. It is. And all hour long, we've been talking about this new study where 30% of Americans... <laughs> are in a house by themselves, a record high of single adults living alone. And I asked you before in the last break, Amanda, before we left was, do you think it's actually 
financially sustainable to live alone still in this economy, although we're at a record high with, you know, women having their own jobs and really like, you know, ascending. I knew a dude who legit like told me he was just with his girl because they were paying bills together. Ooh, I mean, but the way that he said it was like, we decided like we both are like this is our agreement. Yeah. We're paying bills together. That's what this is. Like we met, we mess around because we here, but like it ain't really, it ain't really that. We roommates who have flings at sometimes. Basically. Okay. And that was really bonkers to me because I don't, I don't know. I mean, is it sustainable in this economy? You know what I think is real is that um, sometimes you got to change your your living style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've mm. I feel like that's a thing that a lot of people don't necessarily want to do, and the economy forces us to end up having to do stuff like, oh dang, I gotta get a roommate. Yeah. When I lived in LA, I mean, when I lived in New York, like I had a roommate. Then she was like, I can't cut it. <laughs> she moved her back home. Like financially, she couldn't cut it in New yeah. York. Yeah. Okay. But she lived in the Bronx, like so. She literally just like went home to oh. the Bronx, <laughs> <laughs> and we lived in Harlem. So she got on the train okay. and went home. <laughs> Um, and so then I was holding it down for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then when I lost my job at MTV, it was like, I can't cut it. So I ended up having to like get a roommate. And it was annoying to have to like go back to getting a roommate. I remember my roommate was this white Ooh. girl that was my really good friend when we were kids. And people change when they grow up. Yes. I'm going to just say that. She would steal my food. Okay. I, you may. Okay. Let me explain. Yes. So my mom is like OD with sending me stuff. Mm-hmm. So my mom would send me like boxes of pasta. Okay. So that I never had to want for like food or I never had to want for stuff. So I had all these boxes of pasta and I just like started noticing them like start to deteriorate. But I, it was one of those things where it's like one at a time. Right. So you're not really sure, but you're just like. I know I had some pasta. I know there. I had some more rotini. <laughs> um, then it started happening with my salsa. So like I was like I would like buy a, a jar of salsa and uh-huh. then I would like come to eat it and it'd be like empty but like in the fridge and then you know you your mind plays tricks on you you like did yeah. I <laughs> did I have salsa yeah. before bed <laughs> so then it went to she started stealing my jewelry okay now we're in <laughs> theft theft <laughs> and it was like all of this to pay a bill to pay a rent I can't mm-hmm. we fell out over it we I fell mean, out over her being a thief that's just like basic etiquette like I mean we if you, if you have roommates even if your roommates are like cool like we share things it's still like hey can I use this thing before I just take whatever is yours you just replace it though right that's the other thing like sometimes you're like oh I'm hungry and nothing here and, and I don't want to go out and this mm-hmm. is here right now mm-hmm. so but I would still ask I would be like hey I'm I don't, ain't nothing here can I use this pasta real quick just so it ain't no problem I just feel like that just makes sense I'm a huge believer in asking <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't like when people take my food in my house like I'm just like just ask mm-hmm. just ask so anywho that was wild but tell me more about have you do you feel like I mean as somebody who is living alone in this economy <laughs> like economy. have you felt like overwhelmed at all um sometimes I mean I think I've just been very blessed living in LA and not having to have a roommate at any point I'm like oh oh wow you know we're trying to stay blessed and highly favored I told y'all I went on a date with a dude who had five girl five roommates he was like, but my room, but I don't share a room. I was like, I got to go. That's just a lot of confusion. I just don't know if my brain could actually take that many people. We live in a real world now at this yes. point. <laughs> um, but I think it, I think honestly depends on your field and just being like you kind of said, um, 
being responsible, like, okay, I'm not going to go go get a, a house in Calabasas. Like, I don't, I'm not making that much money. Like, it's just, it's just not realistic, you know? Or like, I that need, word right there. I think, or even in LA, a lot of times people are, are trying to like go for a look. I need a door, man. I need to do X, Y, Z. Honey. As long as we save and everything, it, it, it's up to sta- living standard. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much my like, my uh, course of action. And it's affordable. And I have all of my necessities met. And of course, you have the things that you want that you uh, still look for. Yeah. But I'm not going to be outside. I'm not going to set myself up to be outside. There's that. <laughs> Never. And when you are outside, you're not spending all your bread on drinks and right, dinners right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that when you get inside, you're like, oh my God, what have I done? Not me. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it? I can't go home to the Bronx. <laughs> you can't go home to the Bronx. <laughs> it's going to take me a little bit longer to get there. Well, shout out to all my loners in the house by themselves. You know what I'm saying? Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Spread out. Sleep in the middle of the bed. Yes. Walk around naked. You know, drink out the, drink out the jar. Drink out the, um, the carton. Yeah. Live your life, because at some point it's probably going to change, and then then and then when you get to that point, you're going to be like, ah, I remember those days. <laughs> when we get back, Jeremiah is going to give us a most likely to Seal Show superlative on the way right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it is time for another Seal Show superlative. Yeah, boy. Jeremiah, like the Bible, is going to hit you with the most likely to. Let's do it. So today's still show superlative is, is a, a long time in the making, Amanda. <laughs> it's most likely to get you caught up. Caught up. Yes, it goes to our good, our good R&B king, Usher Raymond. U-S-H-E-R. Yes. R-A. Y-M? O-N-D. Now, baby, tell me what you want to do. Because the list just keeps growing of the women <laughs> who, who have had to, like, fight for their relationship after being sung to at a <laughs> yeah. I mean, the list actually is, like, is like massive. You had, like, Taraji. You had Issa. You had Kiki. You've had uh, Sweetie now. Yeah. Winnie Harlow was sitting on top of her, her, her man, like, don't sing to me. I got a man. I don't know if she need to do all that. I was going to say. Even when I was at the concert... That he got, he had, he had a bunch of women lined up. There was one guy like pushing his girl. Like I was gonna say, I've seen a lot of guys that are like pushing their and like taping because yes, Usher is an icon. Yes. Also, if you, if you go to an Usher concert and he don't sing to you, did you get your money's worth, really, Amanda? I was gonna say, I saw a lot of people with the whole Kiki thing saying like, what you should have done is gone and taped it and felt like you got your money's worth. Right, right. Actually, take me on the stage because we in this little audience pit. Let's go to the with the lights. Come on, let's do it. Because Sweetie was really trying to play it cool. She was yes. like. Bye-bye. But I don't know why. Maybe she has a man. I don't think so. Oh, I mean, I mean, last man I knew she had was Quavo. But you know, these people be in a little top secret of relationships. Course, of course. And her man, I'm like, you better not. You better not. She didn't want to sing the word. She said, "Baby." <laughs> he said, "There goes my baby." I mean, or maybe she saw like the, what happened with Kiki and her man, and she didn't want her her man get on Twitter acting crazy or threads. Now you have threads spill. So many, so many apps now, Amanda, to show your ass. <laughs> So at this point, she said, I'm just going to nod and get my little video of my shades on, looking like a Lee in the 90s, you know? But the key component, the common thread in yes. all of this is whom? Usher Raymond. <laughs> Usher. Usher said, listen, I'm, I'm going to get these, show, these shows so that I'm going to sing to him. He said, am I trending yet? He's. I, I wonder if like, his team says like every time he comes back backstage and there's another viral from the show. Great marketing. Great marketing. Absolutely. And the show, the show didn't even need the marketing because the show is good by itself. I love it. But show, make sure I get them tickets, y'all. This my endorsement now. Look, I'm mad he ain't singing to me. Well, that is our most likely to for today. Most likely to be. Seal show superlative. Did you caught it? Um, 
<laughs> we'll be right back with more Amanda Seal Show. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world on this time. Listen up. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremy. I like the Bible. And it is group chat Thursday. You know, all Thursday we talk about things that y'all been talking about on these internets. Mm-hmm. This hour, we're going to be talking about black generational curses. Yes, yes. Now, can you just define that real quick? A generational curse? Yeah, because I think some people, when they hear generational curse, they're like, Eve's by you. <laughs> I mean, th- those are also generational curses. Yes. But we're going to start with just some unserious ones. Like, you know, a lot of times we just perpetuate things from generation to generation in our families. Like, well, mama did this, so we go do it. And then you pass along to your kids and you're like, why are we always showing up to uh, Sunday dinner at six o'clock? Why, does we, why do we always only cook on the right side of the stove? Like these random things in our family. Families. But I don't think those are curses. They're just like familial traditions. But, but sometimes they are traditions. Sometimes they are like they're uh they're um we're indoctrinated to kind of think these things. Like even like the whole idea of like you got McDonald's money. Well, if you don't got McDonald's money, you can't eat at McDonald's. And it's like why we do that with our kids, y'all? We 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 grown. We, we got a we got a, a little coin now. You get a kid some McDonald's. Fair enough. Some Chick Fil A. Fair a enough. large fry. We could do that. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we are going to talk about how that has shown up in our families. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we want to talk, first talk about, like, what those are when we come back. Right. Like, what are some generational curses that people are talking about on these internets that they are committed to shutting down? Mm-hmm. All that's coming up right next on the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked right here. And remember to give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you. Be right back. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and it is time for... The next topic in the group chat, the breaking of black generational curses. Yes, Amanda. What's up, y'all? Share my like the Bible. So on the internet, I don't know if you've seen this or not. There's been like this trend where people are asking, what quote unquote unserious generational curse are you breaking as black people? And this is going viral with so many different answers. So some people have said things like um, not making their kids practice, um, getting ready for bed the week before school starts, you know, because you got to wake up early now. It's like, okay, y'all get in the bed. Right, right, right. You got to practice for two weeks. Make sure you're in the bed at eight o'clock. Or even the idea that, you know, we all hear this is black people. You got McDonald's money. You ain't got McDonald's money. We got food at the house. <laughs> a lot of people have talked about how, like, you know, if their kids want to eat out, they'll stop. This is no biggie. Especially if we have the money, we could do that. Um, also, the idea of somebody says their kids go outside. They don't have to stay outside. Because, you know, a lot of times black elders are like, stop coming in and out my house. If you want if you want water, drink the water out the, out the water house. It's like, can I come to the house and get some AC for five minutes Please. before I go back out? Um, but it's been a, wild, a, a wide range um, of funny ones on the internet. 
I've been seeing uh, some like uh, someone was talking about like wearing new clothes. Like when you buy the clothes mm-hmm. and you get home, you want to put on the clothes, and it's like no, 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 oh. those are new clothes. Like you ain't wearing <laughs> that right now. Like those go in the closet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is one that I saw that someone posted, and like basically when they got to the end, they said this last one, and everybody was like, "Oh, I was with you to the last one, girl. I was with what you was to the, the last, last one, girl." <laughs> and the last one was she said, "You know, there's no such thing as grown folks business. Like if 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 the kids are there and you're talking about it, like I'm not." gonna send the kids out the room why are you talking about it why she why the kids still up and so people were like Mm. people were like nah there's like grown there is grown folks business and i felt like you know i understand her sentiment yeah of just like this idea that like why we gotta like usher the kids out the room Mm. but there is something to be said for like we in the house together like can we be over here and you be over there we're talking about my divorce right now (laughs) i don't think little john needs to hear about the divorce it's just there's some there's some (laughs) topics that are just too mature for young kids minds right also look here let let it repeat stuff don't they you know my mama and my daddy they was fighting (laughs) last night and she put him out and she called him a fat ass kelly price It's never not funny. It's It's never not funny. That's one of my favorite catfish memes, and I always reference it every day of my life. (laughs) But um, but yeah, little kids repeat everything. They repeat it to strangers too. You like you meet a kid in the store and they telling you all their business. You like okay, (laughs) what do I do? (laughs) What do I do? But you know, I think when we talk about like the fact that it's unserious generational Mm -hmm. curses, right? Because there are like serious generational curses that some people might not consider to be serious. Mm -hmm. So I would say like something that I think is a serious generational curse that some people might not think is is an unserious curse is like stop kicking your kids out of the house at 18. Oh, okay. Like there's this like thing that's like, okay, you're 18. Like it's a wrap now. Like, and then even if the kid does leave, can y'all stop like converting their room into another room immediately? (laughs) Like, I feel like that is so just like such a disconnect that from your parents. Like mm. your parents are just like, you don't live here no more. We turned your room into a den. What? My parents what? did it like clockwork. It didn't become a den. They like, 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 they just like reset the bedrooms with like new everything. It was like. I came uh-huh. home from Christmas break. I mean, I came home for Christmas break, my first mm. semester of college. And my mom had rearranged my room. I, I am on the spectrum when it comes to certain things. Like, I, I don't even know if that's like a accurate statement, but there's a certain things that set me off in like a way that's like would make people look at me like you you okay girl Mm -hmm. and rearranging my furniture without like communicating with me is one of those things because i i I, uh, thrive in just like comfort and my space is like my comfort space when i tell you my homegirls are like coming at me at the airport guess what we did yeah put my room right the (laughs) f back i'm saying that i mean to that first one you said about putting your kids out like my dad's rule for us it was like you have three options and you graduate okay you either go to college or get a trade uh-huh get a job or go to the military that's what we and we had like he was like we have three months to figure it out like after, I, I don't like, like that i don't like that shout out to your dad though i mean we but, all did we all picked one but i just feel like it <laughs> assumes a certain level of maturity that mm. as an adult now i realize that 18 is not it's not but i my, me and my mom had this, we have this argument a lot but one thing she said with us because after she has all son she was like she never wanted to raise men who perpetuate certain things just I guess certain men in society are kind of like they're just I don't say they're a failure to lunch failure yeah, to lunch right yeah. and it's kind of like you 25 you 30 and you like my mama always used to do this I, I never paid a bill I don't have to take care of myself and she's like I never wanted my kids to be like that because there's been examples around us like that okay so I think and that was kind of the sentiment behind it and also my dad is like a very independent person like he's been independent since like I just mean that there's this feeling that you kids can't come home. And like sometimes that's OD. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you got to come home. I go home right now. Like my homegirl during the pandemic, she was like, I went back and lived with my parents. She still does. (laughs) 
I mean, listen, these rent prices. In this economy? The tap water, everything. You might as well, <laughs> you might as well go home. Huh, well, when we get back, we'll talk about our own generational curses that we feel like our parents broke with us. Mm-hmm. All right, so keep it like right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals. What's up, it's Jeremy, like the Bible. So let's, we've been talking about like black generational curses, yes. unserious. Yeah, in some kind of pseudo semi-serious. Yeah, Nothing yeah, crazy, yeah. y'all. We ain't talking about people getting thrown downstairs. Right. You know? This is not precious. Right. Not precious. Um, break those curses too, though. Break, break them. Yes. So what do you... Okay, I can name a very, like, well-known black <laughs> generational curse that mm. my mother, like, broke very immediately. I, I can name a couple off top. One, okay. she did not believe in a child should be seen and not heard. Okay. Like, and it wasn't like, oh, like you need to be pushing your mouth up in, in adult conversations. In grown folk business. Yeah. She wasn't about that, but it was like, you need to be able to assert yourself. You need mm-hmm. to be able to speak for yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to communicate with adults that in, a, in an appropriate way. Right. But that allows you to um, like represent yourself. Mm-hmm. And I see that in my next door neighbor's kids. <laughs> like, I think she's done just an incredible job of raising kids that know that they're kids Mm -hmm. but also know how to communicate with adults in a way that doesn't make them feel like they don't you can tell they don't cower they don't they don't feel small I'm a little kid here's my thought because you know why like their thoughts have value yes and I think so many of us are taught as children that our thoughts aren't valued but baby kids are pure Mm mm-hmm their innocence, like those thoughts. They're too raw. <laughs> You're like, hold up, man, hold up. <laughs> so that was something that my mom broke. What about yours? Um, my mom, she always was like, she didn't like the idea because she saw this a lot growing up where you couldn't get like seconds for like food. Like you ate too much, like eating in excess. Mm-hmm. Like she never, she always thought that was like wrong or being, I guess being like, she saw what being like stingy with things. Like if there's, mm. if there's enough, and if, if you're still hungry, go ahead and get a, a second pie mm-hmm. or an extra sandwich. Like, there's no need to have a, have rations on food or like supplies. Like, right, right. Especially if we don't have to. Like, it's not like we don't like, like we need the ration. We don't have enough. We have enough. There's plenty to go around. Like, if you need it, like she, you came to my house. She'd be she if she had time. She'd be like, you, you want to eat something? You want something to eat? <laughs> but like, she never liked the idea of like kind of being um, stingy with um, food and things like that. Like, so with that, she's always like, you know, more. Also, like she grew up, I don't know if she grew up like real religious. I don't, I don't know if that's the word, but like in the house, her mom was like no secular music in the house. Oh wow! And my grandma was like like a pastor, so I guess religious. Right? Yeah. But she 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 was like very conscious of like not being sh- strict in religion. Yo, like understand like. There's a, like ha- it's more so like about having a relationship with God. Versus yes. Like these are the rules in the house. Yes. Like even like with, like Halloween, like there are certain people who are practicing, practicing Christians, Christians, where they'll be like, um, oh, we don't celebrate Halloween, but we get like the candy and do X Y Z. She like that. That's celebrating Halloween. Halloween. Like. It, what are we doing? Like, get it. Like, the kids are not going to hell because they can get this candy today and put on a costume. Like, it's okay. You know what's something that is a black generational curse that my mom didn't uh, carry on with me? Like, she didn't make me afraid of her. Mm. Like, so I respected her, right. but I wasn't afraid of her. And I feel like that when I see certain interactions, like I feel like parents really be trying to make their kids like afraid, like have the fear of God. Right. And I think it's not that she like I was a respect. I was respectful of her authority, but like she wasn't trying to like make me like cower and like, yeah. you know, kowtow. And and I think that was also in like she was not strict with me. And for a great for like a Caribbean parent, that's like a big deal. Right. Like my mom really. You know what it is? She trusted me. 
That's important. That's the generation. That's the black generational curse that she like Bro, broke. She trusted her. She child. actually trusted her child. <laughs> like, like she would literally like, like I'm not going and like doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And she really respected that. And I feel like there's a lot of like. A lot of kids end up having trust issues because, like, their parents literally didn't trust them. Like, right. my dad didn't trust me. Like, uh-huh. my dad would always like accuse me of lying and stuff. I'm like, I'm seven. What am I lying about? Like, <laughs> I, like I, I just will never, ever, ever forget like being at my dad's house and like there was a bubble bath and I just was in the bubble bath. And then when he came in, he was like, oh, where'd these bubbles come from? I'm like, I don't know. This is the bubble bath. <laughs> and he was like, you used all of the soap to make the bubble bath. I'm like, I don't even know how to make a bubble bath. Like, and he was like, you're lying. I'll never, like, how? I'm 42. And I remember being seven. I remember the the, the light fixtures mm-hmm. in the, mm-hmm. but I remember being called a liar. Did he pull out the polygraph? Like, set her up, put the machine on there. You're hilarious because I know what you're referencing. <laughs> what other black generation lookers do you have? Run them off. Me? Mm-hmm. Do you have any? Um, I think that's like the main two. I, I got a lot more. Go ahead. Let me hit, hit me with some. So my mom did not beat me. Oh, I can't. I got my mom, like I, I like she tried, <laughs> and I was just like, cut it out. Like, cut yeah. it out. Then, um, okay. I could eat what I want for breakfast. I had friends who like their moms were like very, very mm-hmm. like, you only eating this cereal. Mm-hmm. Like you only eating this food. And my mom was like, whatever you want to eat for breakfast. Like as long as you get food in your belly before right. you leave the house, like we gonna make it happen. My mom also was not about the school bus. Really? So like, she was very much like I, the car is where I'm going to learn the most about where your head is at. And so we gonna have to ride to school mm-hmm. and I'm going to pick you up from school. And there was, of course, times where she couldn't do that because she was working. But right. like I would get a ride with somebody else. But like my mom was not about me being on a school bus. Like that was just in her mind. Like, I don't want to put you to that. I will say this. My mom apologized to us about stuff. Really? I don't know if it was like she did. There are a few, few times. Did you hear my shock? <laughs> really? I don't know if it was enough to be like she broke her generational curse, but there was, I think times she was actually very conscious of something she did wrong. Like she said, I remember one day we made her mad before school and she said something really bad. I'm not gonna repeat it, but she said something really bad. And we came back I wish home. I never had y'all. It wasn't like that. Okay. But, uh, it was close. <laughs> <laughs> but we came back from school. I forgot about that, honestly. <laughs> and she said, what I said before y'all left, I, I apologize. I was frustrated this morning. That eat her, ate her and life I shouldn't have said, I shouldn't have told y'all that. Messi was I I'll tell you off. Tell you off. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mom turned to me one time because I was crying too much about a bad haircut and was like, I will drive this car into that lake. She never took wow. that back though. Off the end. I mean uh, off the lake. Off the lake. Uh, I would say that we have to go on to the next break. So keep it locked right here as we yes. keep this conversation going at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about breaking black generational curses. Yes, yes. So I want to, so you want to have kids. I don't want to have kids. So mm-hmm. I want to hear what ones like you feel like you would break that, mm-hmm. that have been carried through. Yes. Um, but one that I want to add to that my mom broke, we could sit in every chair in our house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Y'all, I don't know if it's a Caribbean thing. Is mm-hmm. it, it? I mean, but like, why is there a sitting room that you can't sit in? And we're like, only special people can sit right. in. And it was also, it was always like a sign of like, like you made it, that right, you could have a room right. that's like a sitting room. But I think even black people, black American people, they'll have like the, the, the white plastic, room. Yeah, it's the plastic, yeah. It's like, <laughs> just a room for like decoration. It's like, why well, I remember like we would have family get gatherings at like a particular family member's house and like she ain't gonna invite sit on nothing. It's like you invited all these people to your house, the family <laughs> at that, and my family is very comfortable, I put it that way. 
And I want nobody to sit on no, no furniture. Like, what are we here for? We could have stayed at home. I remember getting invited to my man at the time's friend's house for a sleepover. And we were going to go play paintball in the morning. Mm-hmm. He was, a, he literally played for the Green Bay Packers. Like, mm-hmm. he was rich. Okay. It's so, like, we went to his house. It's like this big old house. And he was like, but y'all can't sleep on the furniture. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> also, like, why did you invite us over here? Right. There was like seven of us. And he was like, my mom doesn't even sleep on the furniture. Listen, if your mom has decided that that's for her, right? so be it. But do not put your mom's like unworthiness on me. Making your mom sleep on the floor is crazy. Your mom being okay with sleeping <laughs> on the floor is crazy. They definitely tried to have me sleep on the ground. Your girl slept on the couch. They had a problem with it. Your girl was so... You don't understand. But like, that's the kind of stuff that I can't understand. I'm like leaving. Like, why am I here? You know what? I still, to this day, I'm like, why did I not leave? This was before Uber, though. Okay. So you like, And it was like midnight. Like, it was just like, yeah. I was in Jersey. Well, I'm breaking that generation curse of my kids. Okay. Y'all can use the furniture. Um, I think also, you said from earlier, like kids having a voice. I mean, as someone who has a voice and like to use my voice, I think it's important for kids to feel like they are able to be heard and be Mm -hmm. seen. Um, also allowing kids to have diverse, um, not experiences, diverse interests in like really pursuing. Do you feel like you weren't allowed to have that? I was, I'm like a different kid though in my, in my house. I feel like my, my parents kind of was like, oh, I thought they kind of got it with me. Like, oh, you're different. We have to kind of cater to you differently. But I think it was like, it was learned. Cause I think for my dad, it's like, oh, you play a sport, you do this. Like you do something Mm -hmm. and it's very like in these boxes. And like, oh, you're not, you're not that kind of kid. You're a different kind of kid. You're creative, you're artsy. We go steer you that way. Uh, But doing it with no pressure too. I think sometimes too, I don't want my kids to feel like you in tap dancing classes, you gotta be, um, you gotta be, um, <laughs> Gregory oh Hines. Gregory Hines. Listen, like, no, that also kidding. was a curse that my mom broke. Like, I had friends who, like, their parents were just expecting them to be, like, perfect and, like, amazing, like, stars at everything. And I think that when people will ask me a lot of times, like, oh, like, Amanda, like, you're very courageous. Um, it comes from the fact that my mom, would let me be in these different pl- places mm-hmm. and spaces and not have any expectations for me mm-hmm. other than like you enjoying this right like I wasn't put in ice skating to be <laughs> Debbie Thomas like it was like you want to be here or not and I was like I don't it's cold this is right, crazy right so I wouldn't definitely do it with my kids like give them the space to do that but you ain't got to be LeBron James we're not trying to make it out you don't right. gotta you don't gotta <laughs> get us out there right okay I know there's one particular one that you want like you know just black parents across the board to to stop. Well, we'll get into that. Okay. When we get back. All right. Yeah. Because there's one that is just plaguing. It has us in a chokehold. We got to stop it. <laughs> Keep it like right here the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And you know what it's time for? What? 60 Second Headlines! All right, first up, Bank of America was fined over $100 million for doubling fees and opening accounts without customer consent. When I tell you these banks are on another level of scammer. Scam. Go ahead. All right. Also, Twitter's traffic plummets as users flock to the competitor threads, helping it surpass 100 million signups. <laughs> that, 
If I'm if, if if I'm Elon Musk, I'm like just pack just pack the spaceship. Let's head on out. Let's head on out. Well, who's not gonna head on out is the Tulsa Race Massacre survivors. They plan on appealing the judge's decision to dismiss their lawsuit for reparations. So I thought when they say it's it's with prejudice that you can't appeal, but apparently that just means that you can't try it again. But you can appeal mm. to try it again. Okay, come on, legal system. Also, TSA off- officers arrested in Miami International Airport for allegedly stealing from passengers. Oh, baby, this this is not new. <laughs> Miami is notorious in their airport for stealing. They used to steal from my mom's bag like damn near uh, every time we would fly to Grenada. It was a known thing like, yo, don't put valuables or even things that you might think are valuable. Like Jordans, like don't put jewelry, don't check none of that. Damn, they taking it. <laughs> my mom had some so at her carry-on bag. Not they ca- <laughs> when did yes, they take it? <laughs> they like literally took it to the side and was like, whoop, whoop. Not they said this bag is flagged. Mm-hmm. We gotta what? Yes. All right, let's see one last one real quick. <laughs> a new report released last month found that HBCUs help students from low-income families move into higher incomes at about twice the rate of other colleges and universities. In today's water is wet news. <laughs> In today's water is wet news. Maybe it was an old report with a new cover. <laughs> Well, you know what? We got to repeat stuff like that, though, because people forget, Mm -hmm. you know, they get comfortable, they get complacent, they get Mm -hmm. overwhelmed with a lot of other information and they think uh, that doesn't happen. But it does happen. And we have to remember when we look at what's going on with this DEI BS, with them taking away DEI and Apple, you know, and um, affirmative action, affirmative action. I just saw like a quote unquote commercial from like the law firm of like American Liberty or something like that, where they're like, if you lost a job due to DEI, if you didn't get a raise because of DEI, then we can fight a lawsuit for you. And this is really scary to me because of that story that we had about the Starbucks lady who who said that she was able to win the case. A lot of money too. Saying that she was fired because she's white. But I believe that that kind of case happened to set precedent for things like this. Like you have to remember these judges, they are put in position, you know, and Pennsylvania. mm, Don't think about Philly and Pittsburgh. The rest of Pennsylvania, Sketchmaster 2000. My people living listening in Philly, they know what I mean. Because you go out of the side, you go outside of Philly, and it's like, oh, they these people out here. It's different. It's different. It's different. So I just want to, you know, make a point that. With all that going on, we got to start pouring into our HBCUs. Mm -hmm. And our HBCUs need to be pouring into us. Yes. We've seen a lot of stories of HBCUs not doing what they need to do as well. So, you know what? I lived it. I lived it. But I still love them. All we got is us. All we got is us. All we got is us. And all we got is more show for you. So, keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here. It's Jeremy Like the Bible here. And, okay, so we've been talking about breaking black generational curses all mm-hmm. hour. Yes. We named a lot of them. Yes. The ones we want to break for our, well, for my future kids. <laughs> the ones our parents broke. Also, just the ones from social media that they've given us to ponder upon. But there's one in particular that I want to really stop. Okay. And I know this isn't like a silly one. It actually does have real repercussions. Yes. Can y'all stop cursing at your kids? Woo. Please. And, and don't defend it. I've literally seen people defend this on the internet. Like, I can say what I want to my kids. No one said you couldn't say what you want to your right, kids. Right, right. You, you can say whatever you want to your kids. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is make a choice not to curse at your children. Well, uh, why can't I curse at my children? We act as if curse words are not used. Mm-hmm. They're, they're weaponized words. Yes. Also, we're not usually cursing delightfully at people. No. <laughs> it's very enraged. Like, because there's a one thing to say, like, okay, cursing around your children. That's a whole other conversation. Right, right. Right? 
But like when you curse at mm-hmm. somebody, you are weaponizing words. You are using ugly words that are literally the word itself has an automatopoeia of violence in yes, it. Yes, yes. Like no one says, F you. Oh. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, no one says, like, you better watch your... Like, it's... Right. And so, my thing is that when you're coming at your kids with that kind of vitriol mm-hmm. and just, like, acidic language, you're training your children to understand language differently. Mm-hmm. You're training your children to fear you, and you're training your children to not be able to express themselves without using language that is harmful language. Right. I remember vividly being in D.C. when I was a freshman in college. We were walking like from like Howard to Columbia Heights. And there was this, this young mom and her son. It's like a black girl. And me and my friend are walking. And like, the kid's probably like two, maybe. Always. And the, the kid's crying. And the mom's like, shut the F up. Stop effing crying. Like yelling at him. And we like... It's he's two. Like he's also. Do you think this is gonna make him right, stop crying? Even that it's like when you're walking the street cursing your child, he's not gonna stop crying. I can say that now. And it's like, what are we doing? And to your point, like my my mom doesn't curse. Like my dad is he he loves expletive here and there. Mm-hmm. But my father has never like cursed at us. Because and, why would he curse right, at you? Right. No, he's someone who uses like profanity. Like he, that's how he speaks. There's like a clear de- delete um, distinction distinction that you made. Like cursing at your kids is crazy. Like just <laughs> like what are we doing? It at just, any age at really. any age and you know the truth is like what, what, what I love to see right now is how many parents are really employing this whole like gen, uh, gentle parenting style mm-hmm. and the gentle parenting style really requires you like to not curse at your children like you need, you need to find a way to talk to your kids that shows them respect mm-hmm. and regard and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you don't have the authority in the household it doesn't mean that you're trying to be their little friend it just means black people love that black parent I ain't your little friend well that <laughs> let's keep that one going we need more of that actually that's another group chat thursday for you right here at the amanda seal show we got more topics coming up because that's what we're doing all day right here on this show so don't go anywhere it's the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up we ain't nobody's fool no we shaking up the Amanda Seals show. It's Jeremy Like the Bible on the Amanda Seals show. You know, it's June 29th. Nope, it's not. It's June 29th. It's not June 29th, Uh, but it is July 13th. And it's Harrison Ford's birthday. Did you know that there is a new Indiana Jones movie? I've never seen the original Indiana Jones, so. You know what? (laughs) In the Temple of Doom, Temple of something. Indiana Jones is like a ride at like Universal Studios, I think. Right. Yes, okay. it is. Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That's where the Asian man from the Goonies, he was in. I can't think of his name right now. And then Steven Spielberg found him for that movie. And then all these years later, he won his award for... Um, everything Everywhere All at Once. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to him. <laughs> him, whatever. <laughs> What is that man's name? Oh my God, it's going to bother me. But him, y'all know who we're talking about. Y'all seen, they, they've seen Indiana Jones. I just haven't seen it. It's also Deborah Cox's birthday. Oh. I know she like, how <laughs> did we get it? She's 49, baby. Do you think Deborah Cox like critiques people as they sing happy birthday to her? Because she's such a, fun, she's like one of the best singers. So it's like, 
No, I don't think she does. You might hit that note wrong. You, you little off. You off key. I think people you. probably don't sing happy birthday to her because that of that reason. reason. <laughs> They're just like, here's a happy birthday sonnet. Thank you. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to recite it. They're like, they're like, um, what's her name? Sweetie at Usher's concert. Just, just nodding. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Happy yep. birthday, Deborah. Happy birthday, Deborah. I'm, a, I'm AI. I'm just going to speak it. Yes. <laughs> So all of that's coming at you. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals Show. So I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, I like the Bible. All right. Well, like you said, we've been chatting today, but it's been kind of light, but mm-hmm. we got to ground it. Yes. They're not going to put this on the blogs, though. No. <laughs> Too smart. <laughs> Too smart. <laughs> um, so in case you guys didn't know, there's so much happening in the workforce right now. Um, Amazon warehouse workers across the world are on strike. During, across the world? Across the world, Amanda. Like, oh, I didn't know that. They got footage of people in like Germany outside the... The warehouses and they're striking during Amazon Prime Day. The workers are fighting for fair wages, humane work conditions, and recognition of their union. Uh, meanwhile, here in Southern California, contract drivers have been on strike since late June to protest Amazon's unsafe working conditions amid the extreme heat, and it's getting hotter. Um, also, here in LA, the Writers Guild is still striking, and SAG AFTRA is set to strike if their agreement is not reached between reached tonight between Hollywood studios and actors seeking better residual payments from streaming platforms and protection against potential impact of AI on the industry. But the craziest thing about all this is that the studios actually released a statement about the WGA. They said the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses, Amanda. Crazy. Um, a studio executive was quoted in deadline admitting their behavior was despicable. Multiple sources confirmed the strategy. Um, one insider even called it cruel but necessary. Cruel but necessary. Mm-hmm. Didn't I see that Ryan um, Murphy is like suing mm. the WGA or something? I didn't see that. Wow, that's crazy. I, don't quote me. Maybe I'm. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, somebody needs somebody needs to uh, get this all together because right now it's a hailstorm, and I can't watch. Yes, he threatens to sue Writers Guild strike. Mm-hmm. On what the strike captain. Uh, apparently, in a letter from his attorney to the leadership of the Writers Guild of America, he threatened litigation against Warren Late, an East Coast strike captain and strike rules compliance committee member who was subsequently who has subsequently forfeited those positions. And I guess the issue is that um, they were saying that like. Murphy has his he has like shows and productions right now mm-hmm. and they were like pointing him out for saying that he has people crossing the picket lines or whatever. Came across the picket lines. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, I think the the reality is that this is not something that people are doing just gratuitously. When mm-hmm. people strike, not going to work, not getting paid. Like that's nothing you do lightly. Mm-hmm. The question to me for me becomes, so when are we going to like assist in getting these people what they want as mm-hmm. folks who are not, I guess we're like strike allies per se, yes. because um, so incredible author uh, Joan Morgan, she asked the question like, okay, so when are we all going to like just uh, non-renew our, uh, our subscriptions in mass? Ah, interesting. To like all these streamers. Great question. I mean, to that point, I mean, do you think we are in the middle of a, a workers right revolution where like everyone, not just entertainment, like you said, you have Amazon workers. When I was in Vegas to see Usher, the service workers was uh, on the streets of All right. Vegas protesting and like lots of people, not just like, oh, five people. It was like enough for the people to stop and like take videos and like what's happening. Oh, so it's getting. Yes, I do think it's somewhat real. of a revolution. I do think it's somewhat of a revolution because I think at the end of the day, 
we are seeing just extremes mm-hmm. right now. Like we're seeing like extreme racism starting to pop up. We're seeing extreme idiocy. Like we're seeing like with a uh, white nationalism, white supremacy, like extreme. Right. So then mm-hmm. when it comes to like the corporations, like that's such an extreme statement. That's such an extreme stance. Like I want these people to be homeless, lose their apartments and homes. That's crazy. So you have to meet drastic with drastic. Mm-hmm. So I do think that that's what happens. That's how revolutions are formed. Like the t- the scale just tips too far. Mm-hmm. You know, we just go. We I know people always reference France. It's <laughs> like heads off. But so I I'm curious to see how far this really goes and what is going to end up happening is that we're going to have people who are a part of resistance Mm -hmm. and radicalism and create other pathways. I'm curious if any any of our listeners are actually on strike right now from from, for a job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hit us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. If you're on strike for a job, 1-855-262-6328. We'd love to hear uh, what you're on strike for and what you're fighting for and how we can amplify it. Mm -hmm. Give us a ring. We got more on this topic of how the uh, corporations are really trying to just undermine the people. You had said that we haven't talked about it, but we really talk about this quite a bit. We do, and now I think about it like it's so much. Every like every few weeks now, turn the, up. The people are like, we're not taking it no more. We're kicking down the door. We're not gonna <laughs> take it. Well, we're not gonna go anywhere. So we'll be right back. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals. I'm Amanda Seals. Nope. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals. <laughs> Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. All right. We're on a group chat Thursday. We are. We've been talking about the people versus the man. The man, because the man always trying to keep us down. Always. Um, because as you guys didn't know, there's so many strikes happening every day right now. The um, Amazon workers across the world yeah. internationally are striking. Yeah. Take that, Jeff Bezos. Um, the Writers Guild is striking. And the studio said they're going to keep stri- keep letting them strike until they lose their homes and their apartments. I hated every second of that. And mm. I am honestly shocked. But you know what I think people also forget is that like folks are resolute. Mm. They'll find a way. Right. They'll find a way before the studios find a way. I bet you that. <laughs> but I want to know, Amanda, have you ever had to rally at work over grievances? Like, you know, you've had many jobs. I've had many jobs. Because um, for a lot of people, there's so much happens before you even get to a strike. You have to just be like, we got problems here and we should do something about it. At the real. Mm, okay. At the real. I mean, I was just... That's so interesting you say that because I don't think most people even think of it, think of it in the same context of a regular job. Which is always like, okay, but I'm like, we work for somebody and they definitely have like their own view of like what we should do and what Mm -hmm. we shouldn't do. Um, You know, I think when it was at the real, it was that there were things that were kind of just getting like snowballed over people. I Mm -hmm. think is the word like just like, you know, folks are just getting mowed over and they had been there so long and they had already kind of just been like worn out with like, okay, whatever. Right. That they had. I, it's almost as if like they didn't realize anymore that like yeah that's whack like that's mm-hmm. not a thing that should happen so then when I'm new and I'm fresh and I'm like say what they were like oh yeah say what 
And even after I left, um, there were things that like precedents that ended up like, mm-hmm. carrying on after. Like I was like, that's nonsense. And folks uh, were like held to folks were shady to other folks about it. Mm. Like I liked you better when you were quiet. Type, type stuff. Yeah, I was like, you better when you're quiet. That, I, that's so funny you say that as a new person, because when I think about like my um, job at an agency where we, since we started the whole union, it was the new person <laughs> on staff that started the union. There you go. Uh, my uh, work friend Sydney came in and was like, yeah, we need to start a union. <laughs> and it's like, because for I think for me, I'm always down for the cause. So what is a union for people who don't even know? I mean, it's a collection where employees come together and like stand united against, not, I want to say against the company, but they're saying we have a collective and we we want these things met in order to continue this work. Well, it can be simple stuff. It's like, we want to get uh, parking spots. We should have to pay the park to come to work or we feel like we, should, we shouldn't be worked tw- past 12 hours or whatever it is. Or we think like this should be our bare, our base pay as employees. But it is done in the union construct mm-hmm. because it's all of us yes yes and there's like one. a legal component like you have they have um but there's a word for it, but it's like organizations that labor unions mm-hmm. that basically can that'll uh assign like a lawyer to you and things Collective like that bargaining agreements. all those things that you have like actual legal stance to kind of go through because at my agency we're all with like 20 somethings like we know what we're doing but and we, then they have a thing where the union bust, where these places will like fire everybody who's trying to form a union. I ain't saying I lost my job because of that, but mm-hmm. y'all could be the y'all could be the, uh, the, the judge. judge. But I think for that time too, I think for me, even like joining the union, I was like, I was pretty good for the most part. I, I mean, there was annoyance at my job, but as far as like me getting paid and things like that, I was better off than other people. But when I found out the stuff they was doing to other people, I'm like, oh, this what we doing? And for me, I feel like I'm always the type of person where, like, if I know somebody else is getting um, jerked off. Same. I don't know what I can say. That was jerks. a very interesting choice of words. I was trying to say something else, but I was like, that can't say that. So let's say this. Someone else is getting um, harmed. Screwed over. Screwed over. And I'm like, I need to um, do something. Yeah. Especially if it's not going to hurt me. It's I'm, very Green Beret. Like, you know. I remember when, actually, when I actually, um, me and a few of my other employee, um, co-workers got, like, laid off. Mm. They were like, we want to strike. We want to strike. I was like, yeah, don't strike for me. I, ain't, I didn't want to be here anyway. <laughs> I, I, I did all of this because I, I really believed in us like getting our fair share. Yeah. But now that I'm gone. Y'all can have y'all it. Y'all can have it. Fight the power. Don't strike. Don't don't miss no money for me because I don't even want to come back. <laughs> so if, you, if your goal is to get me to come back, it's fine. I can't say that I'm hating on it. I mean, <laughs> you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is really important because a lot of people don't even feel like they have the power to do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't even feel like they can get together and create a union. Like they think of like a union, they think of like Jimmy Hoffa or yes. like the Writers Guild of America. And it's like a union does not have to be with a thousand and thousand and thousands of members. There are maybe like, I think, 10 of us in my union. Because we're the only like there are only like ten of us who are actually like staff like outside of like contractors there you go. and it really could be like three of y'all. Yes, and I don't think people really understand like we have that power to to stand up to the man. Well, we have the power to stand up to the man even when we are not a part of the strike. And mm-hmm. so when we get back, we're going to talk about ways to support a worker strike right, right here at the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. Pack to the paper. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. Hey, hey, y'all. Happy Thursday. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremy, like the Bible. And we are in the midst of a group chat Thursday. And we, uh, we're we talking about 
Well, we're talking about strikes, mm-hmm. right? And like the workers unions that are, people are really like big into forming. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting is that um, before we get into how we can support worker strikes, you know, all of this stuff going on in Florida with DeSantis, like making it so that a lot of undocumented Ooh. workers can't work. Like you just think about it. And like, if they had formed some type of union, um, I wonder how that could have switched out. Cause you also can be undocumented and still have a union. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, you at the end of the day, there it is. <laughs> they paying you. At the end of the day, companies have employees, employees have rights. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to go past simply just like the state's mm-hmm. rights around employership, employees, and like actually deal with the company straight on and head on. But for those of us who are not at these at these companies, but all, but but are like Jeremiah and I, where when we see something going on, we're like, I got to be a part of it. Right. Here's ways that you can support a worker strike. So some things are you can do on a base level, just share information, share information about the strike with your friends, inform them on the issues. Um, if you're driving by a picket line, Amanda, huh? Give them a little toot toot. <laughs> um, walk with the workers. You can attend a rally. A lot of times you see a lot of people, especially in LA with the WGA, join picket lines yeah. and show their support that way. Sign a pledge if they're doing a petition. Social media, surprisingly, when we did our <laughs> strike at work, mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest things like our union person from um, the labor union kept telling us to do, like use social media. Companies do not like social media. So like in what way? Because it, it kind of like puts them on front street. No, I'm saying in what, use social media in what way? Um, Using like the um, union hashtag, lighting, sharing posts, um, creating posts, sharing the information about what's happening at your particular situation. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, we not, we, we're underpaid here or... For instance, in our case, we all had like we all wrote like these statements about like why we joined the union or the idea that the values that the company is showing y'all on a, on a, on the out front, like we, we we're for unified, we love people, we love diversity. Ain't no diversity in here, y'all. It's a Cut lie. It it's a lie. <laughs> and companies don't like to be outed publicly about certain things. They like to keep, you know, they say, keep uh, your business out the house. <laughs> so when it's out in front of everybody, especially with social media, things travel so fast. All it takes is Amanda Sizzle to and she shared it now. Everybody know your company is full of it. Um, on the baseline, also, again, bring food to the picking line. Oh, okay. We know we saw Flavor Flav do that a few weeks ago. Yeah. He brought, I think, like, wings and pizzas to the to the writers. I think, like, Gabrielle Union bought, like, a truck, like a food truck or something. Food truck. Um, fundraising. We need money, Amanda. I know the food is good, but the funds are also <laughs> good as well. Mm. If workers are on strike, that means they're not earning money. Right. And I don't think people realize that, like, you're in in an effort to get get rights and get better wages, you're losing wages. This is true. Companies can't, I think, legally, they can't, like, fire you during a strike. Like, they can't let you go. Um, okay. But obviously, you aren't actually working, so they, you aren't getting paid during that time. And most of all, y'all, don't cross the picket line. Even if you don't support the cause, find out another way to, to seek services. So, for instance, a lot of people have been urging people to sh- um, not use Amazon or Amazon Prime Day. So, you know, go to another place to get your toilet paper or your light bulbs, whatever you go, go get from Amazon. Okay. I'm like, I'm not going to use it. <laughs> the thing about this, though, I will say this. I think our world puts us in such a lot between a rock and a hard place because... All, for what it's worth, all these corporations are messed up in, in some capacity. Yes. So even if you like, I don't want to support Amazon, you're like, I'm going to Walmart. Walmart got a whole list of things that's going on. If I'm going to Walmart, I'm going to go here. Same thing. So it's like... That's why like it's like when, with like clothing brands, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, this is kind of unrelated, but like when clothing brands do something racist, they're like, you know, you all need to stop wearing this brand. And I'm like, I, you can, if trust me, all of these have something. Right, right. From H and M to Zara to Gucci, yeah. et cetera. And sometimes too, depending on your social economic status, like 
unfortunately, a lot of these big places, because they're exploiting labor or whatever, their prices are the cheapest. So it's like, this is what I can afford. So that's what people have been saying with Shine. Shane, yeah, Shane. 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 Yeah. It's like they selling shirts for $5. <laughs> like, I mean, what you want from me? What you want from me? So I will say it's also tough in just this it, capitalistic world that we live in. I think there's also something to be said, though, but that we have become so accustomed to convenience that we really, really aren't willing to inconvenience ourselves in the That's ways true. that I think a lot of folks were in the in the eras that we look up to. When we look at the 60s and we look at the black folks who were, you know, part of the Montgomery Go boycott and part of the bus boycott and part of the um, the freedom rides, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. Free ride. Like they had already been living in a world that had a very clear ceiling for them. So mm-hmm. I feel like saying, okay, well, I'm going to do away with this thing. Like it wasn't as big of a lift. Right. A lot of black folks or just a lot of folks in general. I feel like we have, we live under the myth of accessibility mm-hmm. that makes us think that we're all equal. So we're like, well, I mean, why would I give that up? Mm-hmm. And that, that's. Why do you have my grandpa? <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, I think about it all the time. I think about all the time how I'm just like, enjoy what you got right now. Cause at some point I feel like I'm going to have to give it all up for the cause. But again, I would love for our, our callers to call in, let us know, like, you know, what y'all work, what y'all work looking like? Are y'all about to strike? Are y'all on the verge? Have you striked? Are you striking? <laughs> have you struck? Hit us up. 1855 Amanda Seals. That's one, nope. 1855 Amanda 8. 1855-262-6328. We got a bit more show for you. So don't go anywhere. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. We are. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. And uh, we got a word of the day. We do. Go for it. This is an easy one. I mean, I feel like you always say they easy, and then you hit us with something I've never heard. Okay, the word is forte. Oh, okay. This is an easy word. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the second time this week I've known the word, also. Um, forte is like your expertise, your something you're very good at. Yes. No. Yes, okay. yes. Forte refers to something that a person does well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, in other words, a person's strong point. Okay. So, I would say that, um, you know... Comedy is your forte? Comedy is my forte. That was a very tame one. I was looking for something <laughs> a little bit more involved, but I'll take that. Comedy is my forte. Okay. Yeah. So. And uh, sometimes I feel like people think something is their forte, and it's not. And it's it's unfortunate. You gotta you gotta um. You gotta know your assets. You know do, your skills. You do. And people gotta be honest with you. Be like, baby, that ain't it. Mm-hmm. That is not it. So what do we got coming up this hour? That is it. 
Uh, come to this hour, you gotta hit people with your, you know, I be knowing because you be knowing things, Amanda Seals, and we love to hear from you. Plus, we'll take some calls on this group chat Thursday because a group chat Thursday is not complete without the people. It's facts. And plus, we have 60 second headlines come this hour in case you missed it. All of that's coming at you right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Don't go anywhere. Remember, you can check out latest episodes of our podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can also check out my podcast, Small Doses. This week, we've got Big Sean rocking out with you. And uh, he's talking about side effects of being a new dad. It's available wherever you get your podcast. And the video is going to post today. Get the visuals at Amanda Seals TV, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. This is Jeremiah Like the Bible. I'm Amanda Seals. And Amanda, it's time for you to hit the people with the stuff you be knowing. And- I be knowing. So I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a trend of white people changing the definitions of words <laughs> to actually support their white nationalist motives. Yikes. So for instance, the word woke, mm-hmm. right? We saw that actually happen with woke. Right. We know what the word woke means. We know that it's a positive word mm-hmm. that speaks to someone having consciousness about the ills that are facing communities, etc., and mm-hmm. being uh, like alert and aware of how they can also help change that. Right. Woke. Then we saw that happen with CRT where they literally just changed the meaning of CRT. We know that critical race theory is a college level course that is really just based in law study, but they changed the meaning of CRT to mean classes in grade level school that are about history and that reference racism. Mm -hmm. There is a concerted effort happening, and I want you all to continue to be alert and aware and challenging of the concerted effort to erase the realities of racism so that we can just have the laws continue to be racist. And then people are like, well, I don't know how it's like that. And that's what I'm watching. The latest was when I watched Senator Tommy Duberville, Tuberville try to say that white nationalists as a term is not racist. Yikes. And then went on to double down on it and say that a white nationalist being referred to as a racist is an opinion. You can't just change the definitions of words because you want it to mean something else or else what are we doing with words Mm -hmm. what's the point of the words if they don't have any actual value in what they mean it is a whole other level of impact when they're trying to change and successfully doing so they're trying to change language that directly impacts people something happening similar is in israel and Palestine, where they're changing the actual like words for Palestinian foods that are a part of the cuisine and thus trying to make it an Israeli food. And it's like, no, this is a Palestinian dish. These are Palestinian. Um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ag- Palestinian agriculture, like Palestinian cuisine. And you can't just slap a new name on it and call it Susie. When you do, it is erasure. And I don't think people really know what erasure means. So I'll just say this. Erasure. Why is that funny? I don't know. I don't, it was funny to me. <laughs> like, huh? I don't think people really know the imp. Okay. I don't, it's not that people don't know what erasure means. It's that I don't think people really understand the severity of what that means. Okay. Because erasure attempts to render people invalid. Mm-hmm. And if they're rendered invalid, 
then they don't matter. And if they don't matter, then nothing has to be done to support them, to acknowledge them, to lift them up. We've seen this happen in many other cases around the world. It's happening now. And I think people don't realize it. And largely in part, because even as it's happening legislatively, we're on these phones, on this social media, and we're seeing ourselves and it makes us feel seen. It makes us think that we're still alive. We're still here. We're still good because we see ourselves and we see each other. But we're forgetting the fact that while we're busy looking at each other and double tapping and acting like things are all sweet, there are people who literally control how you get to live your life who are deciding that you don't matter. And then people have the nerve to say, well, I'm not going to vote, which is self-imposed erasure. Because within a system where voting is what actually acknowledges your existence, choosing not to is you saying, I don't want y'all to consider me. And you don't and you don't even have to. I'm not even going to pressure you to consider me. So I just want to keep our eyes open as always. These words, you may think, oh, big deal. It's a huge deal. Communication and language is literally what makes so many of us different from the rest of the animal kingdom. Mm -hmm. We're humans. Our ability to express ourselves through words is a huge, huge reason that we are considered civilized. So once we stop respecting that, what are we? That's been I Be Knowing. We'll be right back, right here on The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Pick up the phone. You heard from us. You can always hear my line. Now, we want to hear from you. Hello. What's on your mind? Hit us up on the hotline. Join Amanda's combo. Get it off your chest. 855-262-6328. What's up with it? 855- Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Jeremiah Like the Bible. Hi, I'm Amanda Seals. And we've been getting call, a lot of calls about striking workers from one of our group chats today. So let's go to the phone lines. Huh. You call us at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. And we have a call from a nurse. Hey, Amanda. This is Alexis. I want to call and tell my story on Chicago nurses and strikes. I'm a registered mm-hmm. nurse here in Chicago, and we went on strike right before COVID and let me tell you how stressful that time was you pay all these union dues these union fees you go to these union meetings yet you get these little pieces of a union check that you're supposed to survive on pay your bills your mortgage your kids tuition it's stressful we were striking for better patient ratios better management dealing with um, resolutions with policies and acuity of the patient so my thing is those unionized hospitals unions are amazing don't get me wrong because they definitely help out but when you have to utilize a union to strike baby you i hope you have a saving that's my story amanda thank you so much so that's a side of things that I don't think people talk about either. Like, what right. is the actual union's responsibility to its mm-hmm. members? What are you when you're paying these dues? What mm-hmm. do the dues actually do? What do the right. dues do? Right. Um, and I I know that the dues are supposed to be a part of, like she said, a fund that like serves as kind of like an unemployment right um, during a strike. And I think even to that's why I don't like the rhetoric of people saying like, oh, people are striking because they don't want to work. They don't want to work. It's like <laughs> you're not getting paid. You're like she said, you have a statement or something. You're really just 
dependent on whether you have a community to help you out or if you're by yourself, the, the union. Um, we also got to trust that these union yes. leaders are like really doing the thing. Right, doing the due diligence. And obviously, we like we see the WGA, the studio is just waiting for you to get put out anyway. So they like, well, <laughs> we don't, we're not trying to fork, up, fork over any more cash or just change. And a lot of times, actually, I got to know it because half the time the things that people are asking for aren't even things that require a lot to, to do. No, it just requires literally not being a greedy bastard. Yes, and corporations don't want to do that. They want to change in any capacity. Well, they also just don't want people to be empowered. Right. And they very actively want to show, like, muscle mm-hmm. more than actual humanity. Like, there was a um, uh, a hospital I saw the other day where, like, the nurses had gone on strike. Mm-hmm. They struck for one day. Literally one day. Mm-hmm. So that they can get not higher wages, it was just patient to nurse ratio. Like that was the mean. And even if it was higher wages, like big whoop, right? right it's like, right. it's not, it is not deserved. Of course it is. So they came back to work the next day and the hospital turned them away. What? All of the nurses. <laughs> These people. And the, the nurses were like, so just for the record, we showed up to work today mm-hmm. and we have patients mm-hmm. and the hospital turned us away from our patients that we've been treating because we struck for one day. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also very kind of sketchy sometimes to just kind of consider that okay when you strike you, there is a vote yes so if you didn't vote for the strike and everybody else voted yeah. for the strike yeah you up, you up the river you up the river because if you cross the strike line now you a rat mm. I mean I think also too <laughs> I'm screaming you have to uh, be on one accord I think I think um as a union or just as a collective even if you're not even as like a workforce you have to really stand together like whether that means we got to pool of funds we got to help we know uh sarah got kids we got to figure out how can we come together as a community to really help each other through this time because the goal is for all of us to have better on the other end yeah. and the company is is really waiting for y'all to fall apart they're like oh yeah you go you go you go break you go break and you see a lot of times you see people who know they their job sucks everything is off the off the rails and they won't they won't strike they won't unionize because they're like well, this is better than nothing. Yes. And it's like, that's how they got us in this chokehold now. Because <laughs> it's better than cold. nothing. That's the chokehold. It's better than nothing. I mean, that's that's like the American mindset these days. Like, well, I mean, y'all y'all want more? Why aren't y'all just happy with what they gave you? And it's, it's not even more. It's like, <laughs> what I deserve. What I deserve. It's, it's. Jeff again, Bezos is going to space. He got money. Jeff Bezos is like on a boat taking pictures of his girlfriend. He got money. <laughs> And you should have it too. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, he also doesn't have to pay taxes, but you do. Yeah, I do. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Well, you know what? We got 60 second headlines when we get back. Yes. So keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Group Chat Thursday. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. Day, another day is done, Jeremiah. It is. It was a group chat day, so it was a good day. Group chat Thursday is always a good day. We talked about some cool things today. We did. We talked about, you know, these unserious black generational court curses we're leaving <laughs> in the past. And that a lot of these, our young parents are also leaving in the past. Yeah. We talked about a new record share of Americans who are living alone, including me. Including me. Including you. Mm-hmm. Taking out the trash every day, washing the dishes. <laughs> Plus, on a serious... It's just comedy because once you actually... So, like, Jeremiah will, be, will say, like, oh, my God, this adult thing this living alone thing and then like he'll give you the examples of the things that are stressing him out and you're like oh I, I didn't Cause know because I'm like I'm just like you know you get ushered into a new phase it's like oh I was in one phase now I'm in a new phase 
just feel like you, compound. you have been living a very solo life for such a long time that it's odd to me to hear you like speak like this. This is a man who drove from Atlanta to Texas by himself, then drove from yeah. Texas to California by himself, but then complains about like, I'm the only one taking out the car. Even that, I'm like, how did I do that? Who was that? <laughs> who was in the car driving that car during the heat wave with a dog? You! With a trailer on the back of the sneaker. He was there. Ooh, what I did. I can rise to an occasion now. It's just, it, it, it's stressful. All right. And speaking of stress, we talked about how these corporations are dogging out the people. Um, studio execs are basically waiting for writers to basically get lose their homes and apartments before they go back to the drawing board. Devils. Amazon um, workers are striking around the world. Um, the, the drivers here in Southern California are striking because of the um, heat, the high heat and like work conditions here. There's a lot going on, Amanda. There's a lot going on. Oh, I didn't know all that was going on. Ooh, I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired for them. I'm tired for them because it is hot outside. It's very hot outside. And you know, in Texas, Governor Abbott and the one to take a water break. So... <laughs> What is going on? What is going on? I try to laugh to keep from crying. You got to laugh to keep from dying. So come on. That's a quote from Color Girls. Uh, <laughs> who considers suicide? When the, the rainbow, rainbow was, was not, not enough. enough. <laughs> Y'all, that's been another show of the Amanda Seals Show. Remember, mm-hmm. if you miss any part of the show, you can check out the latest show podcast available wherever you get your podcast. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses. We got Big Sean on the show this week talking about being a new father. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He also corroborated my love of Waffle House. Just so y'all know. Mm. Whatever. Uh, he's like, yeah. And uh, you can also check out the visuals because uh, we always record our episodes. You can check out the visuals going down today, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at Amanda Seals TV. Coming up on Friday's show, you know it's a fun Friday. We got a feel good Friday. We have things I learned this week. We got the black spin where we're going to play a little game where I give you my thoughts on some freshman freestyles from Double XL. We'll also talk about Angela Bassett, Beyonce, and Kelly Rowland, Simone Biles. Look at all the ladies doing oh. the dang thing. It's your Black Joy Stories coming up on Friday at the Amanda Seals Show. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Peace. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.